This is our little way of testing you. Well, what do you mean? Aren't you going through a little bit of a crisis? You mean Carver? You were afraid he was gonna rape old Amy here. And ultimately, you were afraid that after he was done raping you, well, he was gonna kill you. So this is about fate? Will you risk your life to save Amy here? And you? Will you submit and pray he doesn't kill you? Or will you fight? <laughs> what happens here decides what will really happen. Now you catch it. Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher. We are a horror movie podcast, and we talk about movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and sometimes today. Bongiorno. Hi. We're coming to you live from our quarantine bunker. Yeah. Yeah. Just like everybody else. Just like everybody else. Well, less so in the States now, it it would seem. That's true. Uh, I did the calculations and it's been like 11 or 12 weeks, which is pretty intense. It is intense, which is why we can escape into the escapism filled with escaping. The theater. Of the theater. The cinema. Today, it's prom season kind of, right? Yeah, it, it would be prom season if not for the quarantine. Maybe? I think prom's a state of mind in we've, my books. We've talked about this before. Uh, not for a while. I don't think we've done a prom movie in a while no. since we did Prom Night. Same producer yeah. as this movie. And wow. sound guy. Really? Music guy, yes. Peter Simpson. Interesting. Paul Zaza. Very interesting. Um, Zaza, magic word. I think, yeah, Prom Night was our last like prom movie. And that was one of our first-ish episodes. Um, I know neither of us went to a prom. I didn't even, no. prom wasn't even a thing in my town. Yeah. It was just called grad. Really? Yeah. See, and it, it, we definitely had a prom, uh, because of the year we graduated in the, I feel like the theme was 007. That makes sense. Which is pretty tacky. Yeah. Uh, I had a petition to make the theme sharks Oh, wow. and we came in third place. Oh, well. Just imagine like a shark centerpiece. Second loser. With the... You know, like it's rushing out from the ocean to grab the candle that's okay. at the center. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was imagining. Mainly it was a centerpiece based. The huge art and uh, special effects budgets of your high school. Exactly. Prom exactly. Yeah. But I didn't end up actually going. I've never seen this movie. I've never heard this movie. Apparently I've seen a clip of this movie before. Okay. Because it is one of the movies in the prom episode of Buffy. That Ooh. is being used to brainwash the hellhounds to attack people at prom. I love it. Yes. That's great. So I would have seen a clip from it there. Um, I meant to go look back and see, but I forgot to. So Hey, man, that's fine. To. It's called The Club from 1994. Um, I'd honestly never even heard about this movie until maybe two, three weeks ago. So I would say infused <laughs> with Canada. It is, from, yes. From... Stem to stern, from stop, from stop to bottom. Directed by Brenton Spencer, who directed a bunch of TV shows, especially Canadian TV mm-hmm. shows, like First Wave, um, other shows like Dead Man's Gun, The Crow, Stairway to Heaven, Poltergeist, The Legacy. Uh, he's also a DP. He currently works on The Flash. It is wow. written by Robert C. Cooper, who uh, was a writer on Stargate SG-1, and he created Stargate Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Again, wow. Very interesting. It is interesting to see what else they've done as like side projects. Stars J.H. Wyman. Here he's credited as Joel Weiner, as John Rotman. He is a producer and writer, most known, I would say, for Fringe and Almost Human. He is also in Prom Night 4. Again, same producer, same music guy. 
I love Prom Night 4. Prom Night 4 is one of those ones that everyone says is bad, but it's one of my, like, fave. Yeah. Humans and what? Fringe? Fringe. Almost Human. Oh, Almost fringe. Human. Okay. Yeah. I've definitely watched all of Fringe, so that's amazing. Uh, Kim Coates from many, many things yes. as Mr. Carver. Andrea Roth is Amy. She's in lots and lots of things. She was in The Collector, Rescue Me, Rogue, Dark Places, um, 13 Reasons Why, which I know you watch. She is Noelle Davis. Is it Hannah Davis? Is that what tells herself? So her mom, maybe? Yeah. Interesting. She's also in Cloak and Dagger. We had Reno Romano as Evan. He's a voice actor now and things... uh, and he's done things like Curious George, where he's the narrator, um, Just Cause, Resident Evil 4, whatever the hell Skylanders is, Zach Ward is Kyle. He actually follows us on Twitter. So if Woo. he's listening to this, hello. Hello. Uh, he's in A Christmas Story, Freddy vs. Jason, <gasps> Dark House. He's... A Christmas Story? Scott Farkas. I... Wow, because I was like, this whole time, I was like, he looks familiar, but I have no idea where from, and I don't want to bother Christopher with it, because there's no, and I'd rather wait till the podcast. That is revelatory, and yes, that is exactly who I was thinking of, so thank you. (laughs) He's in Attack of the Killer Lamprey, uh, Blood Lake Attack of the Killer Lamprey, sorry. That's okay. Sharknado, Heart of Sharkness, uh, Z Nation, (laughs) and as like a little cameo at the very end... As one of the like couple at the end who's pregnant, Nicole Stoffman as Sandra, who is one of the OG Degrassi cast. Nice. Yeah. Again, infused with Canada. Very infused with I Canada. I loved it. Shot at Casaloma, yeah. which I assume is like a popular prom venue yes. just in general. It's it's a very popular castle in the gr- greater Toronto area, yes. I believe. And this movie starts, as you would imagine, mm-hmm. at prom. The prom. There's gargoyles. Uh, it's Eastern High's prom, to yeah. be specific. Uh, and everyone's, well, not everyone, half of the people are dressed like it's a Ren fair. Yeah, I wasn't sure on that. I think it might have been the theme of the prom was either like uh, Renaissance or Shakespeare or famous couples through history. Mm. Something like that. But it also could have just been like a Venetian masquerade because they oh, do yeah. sometimes have like masks. They do and sometimes stuff. have masks. I wasn't sure. So there's lots of classic prom slow dancing. Yes. Uh, and the delightful Kim Coates is the creepy Mr. Carver, mm-hmm. uh, who is the guidance counselor, who also wants to uh, sexually assault Amy. Yeah, he wants to guide her to death <laughs> by murdering her to death. We move through the crowd and we meet Amy and Evan. Mm-hmm. Um, we also meet our villain, John Rotman, and his boy band hair that was really working for he him. He looked great. He's okay. fantastic in this movie. He definitely is. He does a straight man so well. He does complete l- lunatic wildness yeah. so well. Uh, and he also looks like the first evil ex from Scott, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. A little bit, yeah. In terms of, I guess, mainly the French cups mm-hmm. and the haircut. Um, if I were to tell you, bud, that this guy was originally, like the the character mm-hmm. was originally going to be played by Corey Haim until he was fired, presumably due to his substance abuse issues. There's no way Corey Haim could have pulled it off. This guy does such a good job. My jaw's on the floor. There's very little good about this movie. He is fantastic. I don't know. I enjoy it. He's chewing the scenery. Here's a, he definitely was doing that. That is what exactly what he was doing. He, gets like, a, he really gets a chance. This is like a role I think that would be really fun to do. And I don't think yes. a drug-embattled Corey Haim could have pulled it off at all. Definitely not. It had very much like... Uh, sleepover party massacre with the slumber party slumber party <laughs> sorry i'm so bad at this shit yeah autonomous. uh yeah uh that sort of energy in the last half but oh, in the yeah. first half he was like smooth and serious <laughs> and like y- y- i you don't realize anything's up until you know something's up so he's one of the reasons i was confused about the theme mm-hmm. because i mean obviously as we know his costume is from the past or whatever yes, 1983 but- he had like a mask. A couple people had masks. Yes. Which is why it could be a Venetian mask thing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but also it would fit with like the famous couples thing because it. I wasn't sure if it was a phantom mask or it could have been a Cyrano mask. See, and I wasn't sure either because to me at first it was like phantom. And then when he takes it off and like, it's almost like an optical illusion. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like a Cyrano mask. Yeah. A little bit. It, because of the long nose. Well, hey, I don't know. I, I like that uh, duality between like both kind the, of work. The ugly, like reject demon, and then the yeah. demon that like whispers in your ear. And we meet him when he's talking to, but maybe he wasn't actually talking to Laura. Yes, she might have just been talking to herself, mm-hmm. as we find out. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it seems like she's talking to John. And he's being very serious. Yeah. And then, so she goes off and we meet her boyfriend. Like, she's upset, understandably, Mm -hmm. because her boyfriend is a little bit abusive. Well, he gets, she says she gets, he gets violent when Mm -hmm. he gets mad. And that is Kyle. Mm -hmm. And Kyle and Laura, who I thought for sure were going to be the ill-fated first victims. Mm -hmm. but Me too. Well, so I guess really, yes, (laughs) she is, right? Ultimately, she's yes. the only victim initially. In terms of and like at the end of the chronological day. <laughs> timeline, yeah, that we know of, yeah. Uh, they head off to this room alone, and she gets spooked when he goes to put a necklace on because she thinks he's gonna like strangle her. Or yeah. Something. Um. Ultimately, they end up fooling around because and... he's disarmed her with this necklace. She's like just about to say like, "Hey, I don't want to see you anymore." And also, I want to get out of this room where we're completely and totally alone, far <laughs> away from everyone else, because I'm scared of you. He gets mad at her, and he grabs her by the back of the head. Do you want to break up with me? And Do you? she starts screaming, and this is when John comes in. And this must have been actual. Like, this is when shit started, like, changing. Yes. So maybe he was actually talking to her, because she knew his name and stuff. It was weird. And, like, the, like Carver knew him. From that night. So maybe in this night leading up to this, he is like corporeal. He's real. Well, maybe it's always, it's also sort of like they know him, but they don't know him, know him. And he comes in, not really to break up the domestic abuse, but just to To be like, hey, yo, Kyle, your dick is bad. Yes. It doesn't work. You've got a weird bad dick and you should feel bad about it. And then Mr. Carver um, is uber creepy with Evan in the bathroom. Oh my God. Like touching his shoulder. Hey, do you want a drink? Yeah, talking about how he wants to fuck Amy. Um, Hey, why? What's up? He gets pissed and just like storms off. Hey, dude, what's going on, man? (laughs) What's up? You're a guidance counselor. How'd you get this job? I don't know. But he's really bad at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he's guided by demonic forces. So maybe he's good at it he's good at being an evil version of a guidance counselor i don't think he's taken hold of i think this guy's just a sack of shit which is why he's going to hell and uh, there's like no question about okay. it right Very like true. i don't think he's under any sort of influence here because he doesn't even know who john is until john comes into the bathroom later that's true so i think we're 100 percent seeing actual mr carver right because if like fate is the thing and he was always going to rape amy and kill Amy, mm-hmm. or try to anyway, spoiler alert, um, that, like, his creepiness exists before the influence oh, well, of John. well, that's, that's what John says, right? He's like, I know what you did, I know yeah. all the people that you've killed before, the other women, mm-hmm. uh, you're going down tonight, you sick fuck. Yeah. And so it's sort of like John serves as the inciting, all-knowing incident. And sort of, like, between there, Amy goes off to try and find Evan, Mm -hmm. and he comes down to try and find Amy. Mm -hmm. And And also, we learn sort of peripherally that they were prom queen and king. Yes, and John misdirects Evan intentionally away from Amy. So he goes, uh, John, goes Mm -hmm. into the bathroom to talk to Carver. He's really good at getting into people's heads, Mm -hmm. which makes sense, knowing his, like, sinister... Uh, ways. <laughs> and he's he knows everything Starts about him. reading Mr. Carver. John Rotman. I'm dating an Eastern girl. Lisa Resnick. Fucking hot body, huh? Almost as nice as the one you raped at West Mount High. Oh, yeah. I was there, I saw you. 
Hey, it was seven, wasn't there? Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's seven. And you murdered the last four when you realized that they didn't want you. I mean, but who would want you? You're a sick fucking man. But you're getting off on the killing now, right? I mean, that's the best part. It's really turning you on. That's okay. And we sort of get one of those, I want to say, reminiscent of like The Exorcist or uh, more recently the Suspiria remake, like where they show you like flashes of like dolls spinning around. Yeah, as the clock starts ticking down towards midnight. Bonging and stuff exploding and whatnot, (laughs) uh, armor falling over and all this sort of stuff. Mr. Carver starts attacking John and slamming his head into a wall. Repeatedly until he is dead. But John does get to say, he tells him that he's going to hell for this. Oh, yes. And then he just like starts slamming his head into sinks and Blah, blah, blah. Balloons fall, and then... Uh, I, okay, so I loved that. I wanted to talk about how much I liked that thought there. Where, all of the shit behind it? Like the... No, like the balloons falling, because oh, they're yeah. filled with helium, and then once they are transported to hell, the balloons fall. Ah, that makes sense, because of the pressure differential. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, very true. The punch bowl falls over. Yeah. It's rumbling and everything. Magic wind starts blowing around all of our cast. And I was sort of like, wow. I really evil daddy. This is very derivative of many things. Well, I really appreciated that they were at least trying to not just be like, he's going nuts. Yeah. Just with him being like, hey, I'm laughing and I'm being dumb. You said it's very, are you afraid of the darkie? Yes. And that is perfect. It is extremely, are you afraid of the dark? But it's like, are you afraid of the dark for adults? And yeah, because there's boobs. I don't know. To me, this was very nostalgic and I actually really enjoyed it. But I guess we can talk about that later. But I enjoyed it too. I think it was fun to watch. Specifically because it reminded me of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which itself is so it fucking Canadian. It did really read as either a made-for-TV movie yep, exactly. or a David Decato movie. Yes. But, I, like, the best David Decato movie. I agree movie. <laughs> 100,000%. I really, I don't know. This was, like, chicken soup. You know what I mean? Like, it okay. was just, like... <laughs> Good to watch. It was watch. extremely accessibly Canadian. It was accessible. That I liked. Um, it, there's a lot of abuts. Oh, there. oh, the whole thing. The whole thing and is great. Mean, we, uh, I, the interesting thing, mm-hmm. especially with having just had our hundredth episode and going back and listening to some of our old stuff, um, is that I think our accents have gotten less as we've progressed, and. The accents on this movie are very prominent. Yeah, man. For, I would say, Amy and Darren. Oh, definitely. Darren specifically had an extremely um, it was, Canadian it was accent. Great. I don't know. I love to see representation <laughs> like this. Um, Kyle and Laura get lost running around this castle. Oh, no. Where are you? When Kyle sees the demon version of Laura sucking his demon dick. Yeah, and she's but, got okay. a big long tongue. So it's un- ah! it's unclear if these are the demon versions of them or if it's just like a projection of them onto these demons because John very much seems like a different type of demon, right? Oh, definitely. Like he he has the agency to modulate himself. So I think these are lower, lower demons. I think that they are minions of John. They're John's manifestations. Well, I don't know about that because it does seem like John does actively try and help Amy and Evan. Oh, with the schooling later? With everything. Like the whole last part of the movie, John is actively trying to help them, I think. To me, it was more like a... um, isn't it more damning if I can point out to you all of the ways I helped you by the time you're damned? You know what I mean? Like, I gave you all of these fucking options, and you couldn't seize them. You are stupid, and you're going to hell, so the whole time you're in See, hell, you're going to have to think about it. I looked at, looked at it more of, like, John is trying to help people who don't deserve his fate Ah, to I like not that. have his fate. I like that a lot. 
But also what constitutes as deserving your fate in this movie, I have the, some issues with I, as we go on. Fuck it. That <laughs> is the one thing. This movie would have been so great if it wasn't for that. Yes. Uh, amongst them, we go right from uh, demon dick sucking to Mr. Carver finds Amy. Mm-hmm. He starts getting extremely sexually aggressive. Uh, yes. And he brings her down into the basement to assault her. Literally? And I'm unsure if he succeeded. It really did seem that way because of the slow motion. She seemed extremely upset. He had his pants down. He was pulling them up. Can I just say literally over a barrel? If that's the case, I feel like it was treated pretty flippantly. Yes. But also I'm not sure if it actually happened because it seemed like when Evan comes down Mm -hmm. and he and Mr. Carver tussle, it didn't seem like it was like a dream, like the like the rest of the yeah. most of the movie. Like it's extremely, but like literally over a barrel. So maybe it was part of the like, hey, you've already entered hell world. Yes, we're doing this in the most exaggerated because when Mister Cleaver attacks Evan for trying to defend Amy, he like beats him up a little bit but then just pushes him down into like a evil dead style standing water area that was that standing water and i was like what he couldn't get up and then tentacles come sort of like lap at his arms and stuff (laughs) so i don't know maybe it was sort of like a this is gonna come as we later learn like this is gonna come and she runs Aren't away. You fucking afraid of it. In slow motion and mm-hmm. echoes. And then it's like it's dropped. Like she was never sexually assaulted. Yeah. Um, and Evan does get back up to like chase mm-hmm. after them. And we circle back to Darren, who I don't think we talked about at the top. So Darren no. is this like dweeby nerdy. He's got he's long got a, hair. He's got long hair, a longer suit jacket. Mm-hmm. And uh, stripy, crazy pants. Uh-oh. Um, one of them's rolled up and one of them isn't. And what a he kook. finds a guillotine and skeletons in the attic. Torture chamber shit. He gets knocked down and when he stands up, he sees his headless reflection. Ah, because he was almost guillotined to death by the guillotine that's in the attic. But as we later learn, he was guillotined to death. Yes. Yeah. I didn't... So there's a lot of bopping around in this movie. So much boppery. I didn't mind it that much, but I did think that it was hard to get to know any of the characters enough to care. Or even the scenes. They could have just simmered them a little bit more because I, even in my notes, I was like, well, I know this is going to jump back, so I'm going to write about this two lines down and just like sort of combine it. There could have just been a little bit more continuity and less cuts would have improved this. Evan specifically, I really did not care for his character. He was just like an infallible hero. Yeah, archetype. he's Mr. Save the Day. Yeah. What's he done wrong? I don't Nothing. Know. The only thing that he does wrong is uh, show up too late <laughs> to his like girlfriend's sexual assault that he knew nothing about beforehand. So he wanders around trying to break doors down and they're all my favorite line of the movie. Mm -hmm. This better be one incredible practical joke. Like (laughs) straight out of your guidance counselor just assaulted your girlfriend. Magic shit is happening. He weirdly came on with you. He touched you in the bathroom. He wasn't coming on to him. He was pretty much just being like, I'm going to rape your girl. But like weirdly, like I'm patting you on the shoulder. Do you want some booze? Sort of like weird shit like that. I think he was probably trying to drug him. It was exactly like, uh, like those sweet Valley highs. Like, Oh my God, this must be the worst prank ever. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Uh, he winds up seeing Amy on the other side of some French doors. And he as can't get through she's getting them. dragged away by a hooded figure. Cloaked. Doesn't come back. It was, I think, I feel like this was, <laughs> it was more just, just a, like a, I trying to play on his fears. The fear is his fear is he cannot protect Amy. Well, no, his fear is he has no fear because he knows he can protect Amy. And that's why he, has the one up the whole time. Like he has no fear. But in this in this moment, he's like, no, oh no, Emmy. 
Au revoir. Laura goes to the bathroom to wash her face, mm-hmm. and when she looks in the mirror, her face is all fucked up. And so she swollen. runs away screaming. It looks like it's like she she's been has beaten been to death. Beaten very badly. It's one of those examples in this movie that I thought was very referential of Night of the Demons. Yes. Yes. And this movie has a few of those. It has so many different... And then I can also compare it to things that are more modern than that. But I guess they probably just drew references on the same things. But (laughs) I mean, like, yes, very Night of the Demons. That split second, like, I'm not me. What the hell? Evan does end up finding Amy. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think we both talked about it when this was happening. We were like... One of them isn't real. I was convinced I would, that Evan for was sure. Saying, he was way too relaxed. Well, yeah, like, I thought oh, he was going to end it's up fine. being Don't worry about Carver it. or something. Yeah, or like just, transmute. Well, that's what I thought. I thought like when he got beaten up and like part of Carver's deal for going to hell was he was going to inhabit Evan's body or something. Yeah. Is not the case. That no. honestly doesn't change very much, but like that's what I thought was happening at mm-hmm. this point. And I see in my notes, I was like, Amy finally runs into a weird Evan. And Evan and Mr. Carter looks, Carver looks so much They do, alike. dark hair, dark eyes. Uh, and he's like, I thought I was dreaming. <laughs> and then John comes along. Mm-hmm. Who Magically arrives. recovered from his wounds that we saw him get. Um, Darren finds them and they try to call out on the phone, but, uh, it Busy signal. Work. Laura and Kyle come running in uh, and she tells them that he tried to beat her. Yes. Um, and protect me, please, for the love of God. Everyone is very laissez-faire about it. I mean, I guess they, they sort of are like, okay, we're gonna, at first Evan's like, stay away from her. You know what I mean? Like he gets in between them. Yeah. But you are exactly right. Once that perfunctory protection is done, it's sort of like, okay, we'll just split up and that's fine. Well, they all start walking through the castle and like... Yeah, because... They, they realize pretty quickly, which I did appreciate, that, oh my God, what if we're dead? Which yes. was the plot of so many movies from like 2007 to 2017. I, do you remember that one where, where it was like, like oh, a we're plane? Dead. They were on a plane and they all died? Yeah. I hated that uh, oh my god, so I can't much. remember what that movie was called. It was something like 4800 feet. Yeah, something um, like that. And it took hated years to come it. out and then finally it was like released on what it, whatever. It was bad. It had Brian Quantin in it. So bad. And oh uh, god. But I liked that they were talking about Scott it. Taylor, it was great. Whatever, Compton. I, they were just like having like a reasonable yeah, I conversation like that they got that given out of the, the way right at the, the beginning. Moment. Kyle leaves to go try and break the door down, which Evan has already tried. And Evan Mm -hmm. is like, well, I've already tried that when he comes after him, followed by everyone else. And then he like breaks all these, there's so much breaking of statuary, (laughs) destruction of art, iconoclasm. Yeah. For survival. I guess that goes back to the Renaissance theme. Very true. That's very true. John tries to be a little sneaky earworm that Mm -hmm. he is and says that they should all split up. Um, because this is an adventure, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's very exciting and it's fun. It's carnivalesque almost. So ultimately, they do split up into groups because, mm-hmm. of course, they do. At and least two, though. the movie couldn't function otherwise. Instead of, like, 12, which would have been terrible, so especially because there aren't even 12 characters. Evan, John, and Kyle start mm-hmm. creeping around, making spooky shadows the and boys. whatever. And Laura, Amy, and Darren walk around doing the same. It's all very wander around the castle-y. Yes. Which does go with their costumes. Um, with, uh, and I guess that is also mm-hmm. referential to, True. like, um, Hell Knight with Linda Blair. Yeah. It really is. Because Amy's costume was very similar to Linda Blair's. There's also tarantulas, you know, those Toronto tarantulas. The TTs, yeah. as everyone calls them. One of which climbs up Amy's shoulder, and Laura smushes it with a book, and it goes splat into Amy's mouth. A big, big splat. <laughs> which I liked. We don't see Amy spit it out. We just see Laura be like, sorry, oh, I'm so this sorry. This was another part where I felt like they made Laura seem different. She has, like, such a very unnatural line that I guess was just honestly the writing and the acting What'd that I thought say? was, she's like, I am so grossed out by that. Yes. that I can barely speak weird. Oh, I'm so grossed out at this moment. I can hardly speak. 
it seemed inhuman. So I was like, oh, this is like the Evil Dead Stiff version of her. Exactly. But it wasn't. <laughs> uh, and they are in a spooky library where there's a bunch of dust and also cobwebs. Yeah. Probably caused by the tar- Tarantulas. <laughs> and Darren ends up finding the book called The Club. Well, that's the thing. All the books are called The Club. Ah, They're just different members. volumes. Um, the guys go around opening door after door with nothing behind it. They love opening doors. John does a funny prank where he starts screaming, but there's nothing there. Yeah, he opens the door, light comes out, and he's fully like, <laughs> I'm melting. I'm a Nazi exposed to the Ark of the Covenant. <sighs> and he's... Eventually, he ends up getting lifted off his feet and flying backwards down the hall. Yes. Into a... Uh, and then he like stops mm-hmm. and they catch up with him and then he does it again into like a all voidy way, closed room all the way back down the you gotta admire the... his commitment to the bit it's really as good. a character and then this is really where the bestial growling and screeching takes yeah. off and you see that it's him the mm-hmm. whole time with his like warped tuli face and because he's an anamorph. Essentially, yes. Except he is exactly an anamorph. the anamorph that he anamorphs into is a other human beings Namely, the people in this script. <laughs> does he? What other human beings does Doesn't he, he turn into uh, 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 Carver at some point? And I don't think that's John. I think that is Carver. Oh, his. Okay. No, that's well, good. no, no, no. I think, well, it's sort of inconsistent. I think you're right. Yes, at one point he does turn feel, from Carver to John. But I feel like the. But Lauren every other time it's Carver. Kyle demons are, are separate. separate. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think it was really just that one time he sort of like transmogrified. Hey man, you got the rest do of the time it was do. Carver and it was John separately. Um, I wonder if they're sort of like linked because of the whole Carver's there because he killed John sort of thing. Very true. Very true. Um, in the basement, the girls suddenly realize something's up with Darren. Uh oh. Because he's just laying face down. He's having a panic, table. a full fucking panic attack, isn't he? And they yeah. see John's photo in the book. It says he died in 1983. And Laura screams and says that she has to tell everyone. Oh no, let's go run away. So then she and Amy leave Darren alone to go running through the castle, which demon Darren seizes the opportunity yep. and comes to spook him by saying hey. he can't lie to himself. I thought we wanted to die. Um, And then Darren gets strapped to a torture table and then it like cuts away for a bit. Yes. Darren was kind of giving me Sprouse sibling vibes. Yes, but he had long, very long hippie locks. Like he should have had rose colored round glasses on. Yes. And a bandana. Demon Darren brings in some implements like Mm -hmm. a straight razor he starts slitting his own wrists, which also slits Darren. I feel like he has some sort of like pressure cuff around his neck when he's trying to choke himself out. I have no idea what he had. Oh, he his had neck. A, just a noose, I think. Oh, but okay. he was like tightening it, presumably mystically, I would imagine. Well, I was like, he's transferring all the effects of the things that he does on himself to yeah, actual Darren. Because they Darren. are presumably the same person. Uh-oh. It's like the dark psyche. He shoots Darren in the foot, and then he does seppuku before yep. uh, getting him to decapitate himself. With the guillotine. To get into the club. John is cheering him on the whole time. You can do it. I, I know you can do it. And he's very proud of him. Really? This was our first blood. And mm-hmm. it, this is like 50 minutes <laughs> into the movie. Yes. I. This is really where the first... Because this is really the first instance, I feel like, of John being like, I'm a demon, and I'm going to yeah, be a yeah, yeah, demon, yeah, yeah, yeah. baby. You know and what I mean? Like, also happening during this time is, like, uh, Kyle telling Evan about mm-hmm. how he hit Laura, and Evan isn't cool with Evan's it. Evan's like, what the fuck, man? Amy hears Laura screaming, mm-hmm. and she's, like, running. Uh Kyle starts freaking out about everything. He goes on this whole rant about the doors. He's like, I'm sick of this haunted house shit. Sick of these fucking doors. I'm not going to go forward anymore. I'm not going to get attacked by a monster. I'm going to go backwards where I know for a fact for certain that it is safe and not dangerous. And then he gets sucked into the void. As he goes backwards. Great. 
And then Laura sees Kyle appear, mm-hmm. and he, he tells her to come with him. It's fine. They Don't go worry. into the same room they were in earlier, and he tries to get her to come close to the mm-hmm. fire. And he tells her he wants to have sex with her, and, and they then start smooching. She's like, uh, what? A demonic wind blows Amy's hair very glamorously. Can we talk about Amy's hair for a second? Amy has amazing hair. And um, it's like season one Buffy hair. Yes. And it is perfect throughout the whole thing. It really is. Sometimes I notice her part changes sides. But I I think that might just be them flipping. Oh, very true. (laughs) I have taken to call the area that they're in where the main dance was the Colorado Lounge. because It looks so much like The Shining. Exactly like The Shining. I thought the same thing. The exact same lighting. There was another part. Oh, God. I should have written it down. Oh, so good. I loved it. I think it was when um, Carver is chasing them later Mm -hmm. that they used, like, notes from The Shining. Like, uh, like... Like oh music oh, notes. Yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. a music I, sort of. I had reference. a music cue note as well because I was like, whoa, this is like, I don't know. Again, I guess I really liked the second half of this movie, and I really yeah. wish that they had just taken twenty percent of the second half, extended it backwards, and then made that the first half. <laughs> exactly. Okay, and then it's sort of like the only spot. Where John is like being goofy, but here I don't think he was trying to be like in like necessarily super villainous here. Like mm-hmm. a demon, fake Evan, not really demon Evan, fake Evan comes to try and dance with Amy, yes. and we know he's bad because he gives the exact same line that Demon Kyle was giving mm-hmm. Laura about. He already knows about John. Um, then he wants to have sex with her and does the same thing, but Jesus she Christ. refuses and then kisses him, but then he turns into Mr. Carver, Uh-oh. but then it is just John being goofy. And this is when, like you were saying, he really takes it to 11 and it's great. Starts getting goofy and me, fun and he owns this fucking shit, It was like man. Pennywise energy. You know, you can run, but you can't like having fun taunting them it was the I mean, wrong like, misty energy yeah you you get what i mean by yes Pennywise no energy. i know what you mean supreme, maybe less so supreme um, confidence that he is in control like less modern pennywise and more like the 90s miniseries where pennywise. he's like having fun with it he's speaking oh, to the viewer a yeah. little bit yeah there's I like agree. some fourth wall breaking yes which actually i would say yeah that is really the main difference between the old one and the new one. Yeah. Very astute of you. Yeah. Hmm. Um, there's a chase that ensues, and they try and run away, but they keep coming up to John, and he, each time he does a little bit, yep. including bursting into fire. When they back up, when they go forward, doesn't matter. He's also sort of like um, Freddy energy. Yes. Like Freddy Krueger energy. Freddy Krueger energy, exactly. Laura and fake Kyle start fucking, but then she realizes she doesn't want to mm-hmm. because she's afraid of him. And this was when there was like an exact Night of the Demons reference because mm-hmm. he gets demon face and his yes. the demon voice is exactly Night of the Demons. And he's like, oh, yes, I'm going to get you. Oh, no. And then he uh, rips her throat out, I believe. Uh, at yeah, that point? Yeah, 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 he does. And... Uh, elsewhere, Smoking John comes out to talk to yeah. Amy and Evan. His face is completely melted like a Kendall roasted. <laughs> or like the, the guy from um, Beetlejuice. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, he, ta- he tells them he likes their style, mm-hmm. but trying to fight with him. And then he teleports them into a classroom. And he draws Baphomet, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be Satan here. It's the pyramid scheme of demons. demons. Yeah. And he tells them that he's a disciple, uh, but he's extremely low on the totem pole. Yes. Evan, I bet you're wondering just exactly who I am. Yeah. Well, I'm going to show you. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Right here at the top of the heap, we have the Prince of Darkness. The very incarnation of evil! <laughs> Where are you? He hasn't had much schooling. Anyway, I'm down here. A lowly member of the club. A disciple. An apprentice of sorts. Yes, you bubbles in the second row. You have a question? You're saying that there really is a... Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. I wouldn't say that if I were you because he really fucking hates it when you use his name in vain. Okay. I just need to know. I mean, if he exists, then that means that there really is a... Say it, and I'll rip your heart out, okay? So you're saying that there is one? Answer that. But by not answering. <laughs> around and around and around it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. <laughs> this court is now in session. Taking the Fifth Amendment is not the admission of guilt. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I've left room for doubt. This is what it's all about. Uh, and it is a pyramid scheme, right? Because it's like you get all of these people into the mm -hmm. into the club, and then they'll get all of these, these people, people into, into the, the club. club. Yeah, and I love that. At it. the top is uh, Satan, and you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Amy. Does that mean that there's a god? <gasps> And yeah. then, like, uh, John's no. like, don't say his name. I refuse to acknowledge but God's I like existence. This, like, interaction between them because he's like, I can't say it. I cannot mm -hmm. tell you yes or no on this. Okay, and this is my... And she's like, okay, well, I'll take your no as a yes. And he's like, no, 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 well, no. Well, here, it turns into almost like Ernest goes to camp where right. the character, it cuts yeah, away to him as a judge wearing, like, a wig, being like... Pleading the fifth does not mean that you're guilty of the crime you're charged with. However, among this is part of the th my biggest problem mm -hmm. with the movie. And it's, he tells them that they're there because Carver wanted to rape Amy. And Evan knew he wasn't going to do anything. And yeah. Amy didn't fight back. So he's like, you know, us demons, sometimes we can just stop time and fuck around for a little bit. Yeah, the whole time they're bopping from, like, spot to spot and mm -hmm. different, like, sets. Um, John tells them that he killed himself. Mm -hmm. And that that's like, how I got here. They like to stop time just to fuck around sometimes and try and get other people into the club. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's a timeshare. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but it makes sense because... Yes. Because you know that the girl... Remember when um, Darren's flipping through the book and he sees that, like, there's the there's the, the yeah. Asian woman. Yeah. She probably gets, like, Fridays from 7 to 8. Whoever yeah. has Casa Loma booked from that time, she's the one who tries to... I don't to think it's even necessarily <laughs> Casa Loma. Like, I think this guy's just the prom guy. Oh, it's so good. Wow. That is so great, bud. That's so funny. <laughs> It's so weird when we do these things. I'm like sometimes talking out loud. God's really makes connected. you realize things. It's be it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, the demon kills Laura. Kyle wakes up next to but, her. Like kills her dead. Like uh, rips her throat out. And drinks her blood. This time it's demon Laura, mm -hmm. and because uh, he starts having sex with her. But it's a classic. Like oh my god, this whole thing was a dream. I imagine myself as the demon, but I'm not the demon. He is. The demon. And he's back at his like it's his home true bed, <laughs> and she's the one who's coming on to him aggressively, and he's the one who's not sure if he wants. To you know what? The only her. one who didn't have a villainous uh, double in this was Amy. There was yes. no one pretending to be Amy at any point. That's very Other true. than when we thought maybe someone was pretending to be Amy, but it didn't really yes. pay off. That's true. 
Hmm. Maybe that pretends to how this is actually going to end. Anyway, John says that Amy and Evan need to pass their test. Yes. To see whether they live or die. Mm-hmm. He also gets a little bit more demony looking. He was so cute. He gets little horns so on him. Cute. So cute. Evan tells uh, John to kill him first. Mm-hmm. And then John starts chasing him with a sword. It's a duel. But he can only kill them if they're scared. Yes. So he's like, oh, Evan, you wet your pants. And Evan's like, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. But then he checks and he made you look. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great gag. And then Amy comes from behind in her best move of the movie. And axes him. Hey, Amy. You need to carry that energy through the rest (laughs) of the movie. A mild inconvenience for John. Uh, that's the best they can do really they continue their sword fightery Mm -hmm. but evan thanks john for telling him how to beat him and john is like i didn't i never told you shit all uh because he thinks it's and this is where i think it's obvious that john wanted them to win like he wanted them to get out See, to me it was more like uh he has to explain the rules and it's up to him to trick them into not understanding i don't think so because he doesn't lie for the rest of it that's true right like he only he tells amy the truth all the time and it's evan who doesn't believe amy when she's telling him the truth it's a good point yeah yeah uh they they're like fencing or whatever mm-hmm. um evan knows that john can't beat him because he isn't afraid yep but john thinks amy is afraid so he impersonates mr carver mm-hmm. with the sword to scare her he like transmogrifies himself from the rapier up top to amy down bo- well from the, the rapier top, to the raper to the raper down that not is funny, actually but yeah i was not thinking about that in advance i fucking hate that she's just so dumb she's like very much a stereotype of a dumb damsel in distress scared woman who can't protect herself because she immediately crumples into a tiny little ball like I it can't. is carver it is carver no. but, but the thing that frustrates me most about it is it'd be one thing if a demon was trying to kill you and overpower you and you had seen zero examples of anyone standing up to them she's seen her fucking boyfriend evan who frankly is fucking whatever. Yeah, he can stand up to this fucker. Yeah, come on, Amy. <laughs> come on. Um, yeah. Evan jumps down. Mm-hmm. It's like sort of obvious that Evan's fear is he's not afraid of John, but he's afraid of afraid of Amy being hurt. Yes. So it's like a a double edged. It's sword. a meta fear. Um, he gets like. Does he get knocked out or does it just cut to him waking up with his arm chained? He does get knocked out, I believe. And then he cu- it cuts to them. They're in the rafters of the building. Yeah. John's over a precipice. Very Phantom of the Opera. Uh, uh, well, John's not over the precipice, sorry. Uh, yeah. Evan is. And Amy's also chained mm-hmm. while Carver is molesting her. And this is actual Carver. Yes. This is not John. <laughs> Um, Evan swings to the ledge mm-hmm. and starts hitting him with his chain. Like pummeling him, which, I mean, we gotta get a fucking chain, man. We do have that chain in our storage closet. Very true. Where did we get that from? I think I found it on the ground and I was like, look at this little chain. That's so cute. So cute. No, so we, we do have a chain. Yeah, we need to get a... For future time. A very heavy one. <laughs> and then we can whip people with it, should we need to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he ends up getting, like, Evan ends up getting sprayed with steam, mm-hmm. and then he falls, but he ends up being fine. Well, because the, the, he gets sprayed with steam a la the bone collector. Yes. Sort of, pushes him off the edge, and then the chain is, like, unreeling, 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 and the hook, by chance, happens to catch on a metal bar that's sticking up. But, like, that arm would dislocate like crazy, if not just rip off. It would probably rip off because yeah. I feel like, well, I know for a fact that if you, if hangings from a certain height result in decapitations. Yes. So I'm sure that falling, unless the chain like slowed him down somehow. And, and I mean, Ugh. they don't even bother showing how he gets out of it. It what? just shows him then out of it. To me, I was like, oh, he just died. He's out of the, he's dead. He's I gone. thought so too for a second, yes. but then it just shows him talking with um, well he's like john he's sitting like exhausted and bewildered and scared in the hallway being like 
oh my god, I just had a panic attack and I had to sit down. Yeah. And John's right beside him being like, <laughs> you, we, you can't save Amy. Yeah. And Amy's just running through the whole place. See, I feel like John is just like egging Evan on to be like, come oh, on, bro. Come uh, on. There's no way you can save her. And Evan's like, oh yeah? Well, I'll show you what. Like that's sort of like Evan's thing is he needs to have motivation. God damn it. What a jackass. I wish I had motivation. Contrary to Evan, though, like, Amy is not absorbing. She's not taking to heart any sort of advice. No. Or anything that she's learned tonight. Um, John talks to her, and he, he, like, really seems to want her to succeed. He's like, come on. Yeah. But maybe she has some sort of history that we're unaware. They really don't do very good character development they don't we get very liminal sketches of them basically just their relationships with each other and not so much this guy is on the fucking football team and he's a da 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 and this guy's going to princeton or whatever you know what i mean yeah right carver starts trying Mm -hmm. to get in because she like has barricaded herself in this room and he just breaks through the wall like magic he punches through the wall I don't know. I really didn't like the message that Amy is damned because she doesn't fight back against her rapist. Me too. I And Lauren as well. Yeah, that she's Laura, damned yeah. because she's the subject. She's been subjected to domestic violence. Hated it. Anywho, Evan runs up and he sets Carter on fire. Mm-hmm. Truly loved in the background John's facial expressions in this scene. He was, was he doing like, like ah, he was like mugging for the camera. Well, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Hey, any human suffering is fine by me. I mean, I even in his prime, there's mm-hmm. no way Corey Haim could have pulled this no. off. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> he couldn't play it off like this. Like he was actually. Oh, absolutely upset. not. And no, I mean, no, 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 if no. we can ever find it, I really want to do Fever Lake, which is a slasher movie starring Corey, starring Corey Haim. Um, I don't know that we've ever watched it together, but is that the- it's. No! Oh my God, we're Maybe not having cabin, this conversation. It's cabin fever. It's right? not cabin fever. No. It's wrong turn. We Thank talked you. about this movie like a week ago, and you had the exact same I'm reaction. Sorry. I know. Where title wise, you were thinking cabin fever, mm-hmm. but scene wise, you were thinking wrong turn. I was, and I was, and I admitted that I was wrong, and I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm very sorry. I'm just saying we uh, we've already had this conversation. We're gonna have this conversation twelve more times. Evan and Amy get away with John in tow, sort of under the guise that he's trying to scare them. Oh. Uh, but he's really, like, warning them. I, I guess I'm not really sure how much of it was, like, altruism. Because he's, like, he tells Amy to go one way, and Amy mm-hmm. says, oh, let's go this way. Mm-hmm. And then Evan is like, no, we'll go this way. See, to me, to me, this was, he is completely invisible, they don't know that he's there. They can't see him. And he's trying to influence them. He's whispering in their ears and delighting. Like he delights when Carver takes his suggestions. And he's like, ah, ah, shoestrings when they don't. So I feel like it was like a battle of wits between an unseen, de- uh, like an unseen demonic force whispering guidance in their ears that's for his benefit and their own free will. I guess. I don't know. I just think he was trying to help them. Maybe I'm I'm giving him too much credit. Hey, um, that's the thing about art. It's open to interpretation, bruh. Then along comes Carver. Mm-hmm. Amy falls because, of course, she does. Evan fights him off with fire. They run through the castle for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, did I already talk about this? Did I already say that? Anyway, um, more sword fighting commences when they run into Carver and Evan ends up jamming the torch into Carver's yep. gut and pushes him back into this gas light. And he's like, nah. Like, at first, I was like, oh, cool. It's one of those, like, yellow scenes where, like, Carver's completely dead standing up. Yeah. But no, even though he's, he has basically, like, a, a like, what, a, a, like, a softball-shaped hole in his gut. Yeah. But and he's, he does he's get like, Evan. I'm get I'm going. Because I think he is already like predestined to hell. Like yes. I don't know. Evan also gets like stabbed in the gut mm-hmm. by He Carver, impales himself basically. Which, he's pushing him against the wall and then he impales himself. And that leaves Amy, poor damsel in distress stereotype mm-hmm. Amy, 
God, I just wanted her to be a better character so bad. Or have any sort of dimension beyond loving Evan. And she finally sort of faces her fears and she throws a torch at Carver. As he's being very, recess is over. If it isn't the lost and found. Burns him up until he explodes. Mm -hmm. And then they go back to real time when everything reverses. The whole movie before us rewinds. Mm Amy comes to and prom is underway. It's we're back to the beginning of the movie with them dancing, dancing together. I love you. Laura and Kyle sneak off to have sex in this mysterious fully like kitted out bedroom and they start getting down mm-hmm. but she breaks up with him and he grabs her by the back of the head just like earlier. Um, This time she fights him and then she runs away and yes. then he punches her over the balcony. Like he throws and she her. dies. Which lets him into the club. And it's a complete circle of, like, perfect circle of people around her mangled corpse on the floor. And in the end, really only Laura died. Well, I guess also Darren probably also was dead by committing suicide. Yeah, because he never, right? we never see him again. Yeah. And I fully thought we would see him at least and once. And again, the message is sort of that she Does... died because she didn't stop being abused. And it's like, I really hate that message. Even the implication of it, because it doesn't come out outright and say it. Yeah, no, it doesn't. But But it heavily implies the implication, and I hate that. And like disgusting. Everyone starts leaving when the cops get there to take the body Mm -hmm. away, and Amy goes back into the castle to get her purse. Yeah, Evan, you go get the car. I have to get my purse. And inside, we Mm -hmm. see a new couple talking to each other. As the girl tells her boyfriend she's pregnant. And John whispers in their ear, unseen, saying basically like, oh, she's pregnant. You're pregnant? Oh, no. But then even he's impressed with a guy's like, how could you do this to me? And he's like, oh, wow, that's like one of the most. I couldn't even do that. (laughs) My breath was taken away with that. How could you do this to me? Go fuck yourself, dude. And then we see Carver come out of the bathroom and Amy... And time stops oh. all over again. Oh, Amy. And Amy's locked in another loop. I hope you're having fun tonight. I'm having so much fun. The end. The end. I did like the movie. I don't know. It's th- not a good movie, but I liked it. Uh, exactly. It's not a good movie. I found it very enjoyable to watch. What if they remade this? Uh, No. It wouldn't. It could be the exact same script, and I don't think it would be as charming. Definitely not. Well, it would not never be as charming as this. I don't know. They there need was, to remake everything, There was though. something about this that really... I liked it. Between the time as a flat circle, like... Uh, I didn't true like detective, the sort of modernly tone-deaf views on sexual violence I fucking and domestic that. abuse. Um, that isn't cool at all. And I don't think either of us would ever agree new, with that plot new, of the new, movie new. because obviously it isn't someone who's a victim of that to stand up for themselves that's not on them at all it's on the person doing what it. what 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 sort of allegiance to demonic forces does being overpowered exactly yeah and like, uh, didn't like that Hate it. It was the. I don't know that necessarily that was the intention that they had when making the movie, but it, but sure it certainly came, came across. Way. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I did like it though. I there was uh, just it's very. Are you afraid of the darky? Like there I was said. something about I it that. that really resonated with me, where I was like, it worked. It was extremely yeah, a watchable, it was enjoyable, watchable. fun movie to watch if you can find it. Watch it. I, I, it's like a perfect Sunday afternoon film. Yeah, exactly. Do a double feature of this and like prom night three. <laughs> and I feel like that is such a good double feature. Well, to me, the other thing that this reminded me of goofy was haunting of Hill house. How so? Well, first of all, whenever they would walk through, uh, the, the topography would change behind them. Yeah. And that sort of stuff really reminded me of Haunting of Hill House. And then the... the um, No, I guess that makes sense. We're because... coming to this sick place. Uh, this guy is here. Like, he's selected us. Yeah. Amongst the references, like, I do think, like... Even if it was specifically referen- like referencing um, Hell Knight, 
Hell Knight was referencing Hammer Horror. Ah. So there was sort of like that vibe with them like walking around with the candlesticks yeah. in these like period costumes. That and what was have something you. candelabras, so much fire, so many sconces. <laughs> it's great. So our six degrees of Jamie Lee for this movie, there were two that I have written down. Um, one I felt like I had to include. Okay. So Andrea Roth, Amy, is in Chasing Christmas, which is inexplicably a movie that I watch at Christmas every time. Yeah, we love it. Um, not a great movie, um, but that has Tom Arnold as the romantic interest. Of course. Andrew, okay, so Andrea Roth is the ghost of Christmas present. She can only remember what's currently happening. She can't remember any sort of past or anything. Is that like the the gem that could be like... She From could Steven Universe? Kind <laughs> anything of, yeah, 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 that yeah, just yeah, happened. Yeah. Anyway, so Tom Arnold, obviously, in True Lies with Jamie Lee Curtis. Of course. Could also have gone Kim Coates was in Married to a Stranger with Lorena Gale, who was in Halloween Resurrection with Jamie nice. Lee Curtis. And that's it. That's yeah. all we have. And I can tell because our producer has come to tell us our time is up. Yeah, this has been a recurring theme every time we've recorded <laughs> for like the past month and a half. Yeah, she knows. She's smart. Um, socials? You, yeah. Uh, our uh, Twitter is... Death First Blood. Death First Blood. And our Instagram, definitely First Blood. You can email us at definitelyfirstblood at gmail.com. Which I almost never check because I'm a bad person. It's fine. It's a little curation, and we get to open them up sometimes. It's like a little jewel that we get to see. Right. Uh, please check out the Instagram because or the Twitter because uh, my dear co-host here produces some wonderful art for every single episode, uh, and I think you should check it out. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, thank you, my friend. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.